You're listening to Bible Truth Feed, a podcast by Christadelphianvideo.org for Christadelphians and all those seeking the truth about the Bible message. Join us now as we present our latest episode. Does God have a purpose with the earth? And it's easy to to find this out from the Bible. In Isaiah chapter 45, for example, which is a a very um, good verse to look at, um, God not only declares that he is the creator of the heavens and the earth, uh, which the Bible consistently refers to him as the creator, um, but, but he says that he's done it for a purpose. And so reading the verse, For thus saith the Lord that created the heavens, God himself that formed the earth and made it, he hath established it, he created it not in vain, he formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord and there is none else. So we have to deduce from that that God definitely has a purpose with this earth and this purpose will be brought to to pass, we believe, very, very soon. Now, the Bible tells us lots about God's purpose, and it tells us that it's centered on his son, who um, we know as Jesus of Nazareth, or Jesus Christ, Jesus Messiah, who was rejected by his own countrymen, handed over to the Romans, and they crucified him, and God raised him from the dead, and gave he, after his Uh, resurrection, made himself known unto his disciples who'd been following him for three three years or more. Uh, And he said unto them that they had a mission. And the mission was to go and to preach uh, what turned out to be um, in all the habitable world at that time, all the Roman Empire, the news, the good news that Jesus was Um, raised from the dead. He was resurrected and he is the Messiah through which men and women can be saved. And on that occasion, when the preaching first started, on a day of a Jewish feast day called Pentecost in Jerusalem, Peter speaking to uh, a number of Jews that had gathered there um, for that feast from different parts of the Roman Empire, and who spoke different languages, and Peter and the apostles, although they had not had any prior knowledge of these languages and learning them, were given the power of the gift of tongues or the gift of languages to speak fluently the languages of the people who were listening. And and Peter's speech is the one that is recorded. And in that, he said, Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles, wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, ye have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain, whom God hath raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be holden of it. So Peter makes it very clear that that Jesus of Nazareth, uh, who we will see is clearly God's son, Um, was approved by God. God raised him from the dead. And that's because he did no sin in his life. He conquered the power of sin that was within him, the inclination to do things wrong. He he set it aside 
and never succumb to it. So when we carry on and look at other things that the apostles said, we the apostles said we find the apostle Paul making references to um, the fact that Jesus is to come to set up a, a government, a righteous government. Now, this time it's not Peter, it's the Apostle Paul speaking, and it's not Jerusalem. It's one of the main centres of learning in the first century. It's Athens. And his speech is recorded in Acts chapter 17. This is the end part of his speech, where he's talking about um, the previous centuries where Gentiles had no knowledge of, of um, God's ways. And, and so he says in verse um, 30, and the times of this ignorance, God winked at, or he's overlooked all this. He, he hasn't rendered men accountable necessarily for something that they did not know. But now, says Paul, now, commandeth all men everywhere to repent, because he hath appointed a day in the which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained, whereof he hath given assurance unto all men, in that he hath raised him from the dead. And you put this verse together with the previous verse, and you'll see that it is Jesus of Nazareth who is being spoken about. Now, before he was born, his mother Mary, um, who uh, was visited by an angel, an angel Gabriel, an angel Gabriel told her, she was not yet married, um, that she would have a child, and she would have a child in a special way. God would allow his spirit, his power to come upon Mary uh, and operate upon her womb and cause her to conceive. And, and she was the one who would give birth to the Son of God, Jesus. And this is what this verse is saying here in Luke chapter 1. So before he was born before he was conceived. Mary was told, and behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father, David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. So, so that's clearly the, God, the purpose of God set out again that he has a purpose with the earth. He created it not in vain. He formed it to be inhabited. And this is how that purpose will come to pass. That is that God is to send Jesus back to the earth to sit upon the throne of his father, David. Now, his father, David, was one of his ancestors, uh, a famous king in Israel who made Jerusalem his capital city and, and reigned for a total of 40 years. And Jesus is in that line, that line of David. Uh, and so David is referred to, therefore, as his father in that sense, his, his ancestor. So that's the purpose that God has. Now, how is this going to be brought to pass? That's, that's the question that we have. And it's all based upon bringing in the judgments of God to sort out the, the earth. So we ask the question, has God judged the earth in the past? And if we can see this, and if we can be told from scripture uh, how this has come about and how this has influenced events, then we can have some confidence that those things that Jesus, that, that God has said in his word, 
that Jesus will accomplish, um, though he hasn't yet done them, and though he has not here yet, will definitely be uh, a reality in the earth. So let's just think a little bit about what God had done in the past. Well, Genesis chapter 6 tells us, and we can't look at all these passages, but Genesis chapter 6 through to chapter 9 tells us all about Noah and the great flood. That was one massive judgment that took place. Genesis chapter 19 tells us about cities, four in total, that were destroyed by fire. Sodom and Gomorrah mentioned there, but there's two more, Admar and Zeboim. And, and from that city, from the city of Sodom, Lot, um, who's described as a righteous man, was, was rescued. So judgment was brought upon the earth in the great flood. Judgment was brought upon Sodom and Gomorrah. Um, and Noah and Lot escaped those judgments. Uh, the, the sons of Jacob, whose name was changed to Israel, were 12, and they went down into Egypt. And they started their life there in a, in a very good way. But the Egyptians, because of the way in which they multiplied exceedingly, the Egyptians enslaved them. And uh, when they cried unto God, eventually God said that he would send them a deliverer and he would bring them out from Egypt. This is what the Bible calls uh, the Exodus. And, and, and the book of Exodus tells us all about that. And there were great plagues that God brought upon Egypt as a judgment because Pharaoh, when asked by God to let the children of Israel or Jacob's family, this massive family, go, um, Pharaoh said, um, I'm not going to do that. And so Pharaoh and Egypt were judged. The nation of Israel, um, the ten tribes, and the other part of the nation of Israel, it was divided into two eventually, Judah, were also judged. And they were judged um, with Israel going into captivity, having been in their land for a number of years, um, by, and taken into captivity by the Assyrians. And Judah, um, uh, 150 or so years later, uh, they were taken um, by uh, the Babylonians into captivity. And from that captivity, they returned only after a few hundred years to then be um, overthrown again by um, a power, a Gentile power, this time Rome. And they were taken out of the land and, and scattered over the earth. It's only just very recently that Jews have returned to the land of Israel. So let's just think a little bit now about these, um, these judgments. Why did God judge? Um, he judged the people in the days of the great flood because he said his way was corrupted on the earth. We have to ask the question, what do you think about the state of the world that we live in. Is God's laws, are God's laws upheld? Is God's way followed? Is his teaching adhered to? Do governments base all their laws and their judgments upon the things that are written in the Bible, or has his way been corrupted? Well, it's very clear, isn't it, that in many countries, in the Western world, for example, very recently, God's way has very much been corrupted. When we think of Sodom and Gomorrah, why did God destroy 
Sodom and Gomorrah. It was because the people were immoral. They were open uh, about it, 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 open immorality. They, they did not consider that what they were doing was sinful. Now, isn't that the case today, that there are many things that people do? There are many practices that are outside of the institution of marriage between man and woman that, that, that God set up right from the beginning in Genesis chapter 2. You can look at the end of chapter 2 and see what God said about marriage. And, and all of that has been set aside in many countries in the Western world. And things that God says are abominable are considered by many people to be completely acceptable. So we can see that if God judged the earth because his way was corrupted in the days of Noah, if God judged Sodom and Gomorrah because of their open immorality and their consideration that what God has said in his word does not count for anything, you can see that maybe God's anger is beginning to start to be kindled. Now, the Egyptians, they completely um, manifested defiance. Pharaoh, in particular, said, who is the Lord? Even though plague after plague after plague came upon the Egyptians, he refused, actually, to let the people of Israel go. And eventually, because of um, his, 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 his ways, God um, destroyed the land of Egypt. It says he wasted the land of Egypt. Um, I guess many people today defy God in the way that they do not listen to anything that he says in his word. And they say, who is the Lord? They do not know him. They don't want to know him. And they despise his word um, which really is the only way and the only source of guidance for us. When you look at the children of Israel and particularly the 10 tribes, they walked in the sins of Jeroboam, which was um, idol worship and forsook God. And um, that sin of Israel and other things were repeated by Judah some years later. And so specifically, these were uh, judgments on God's people for God's people refusing to obey his laws. And, and in the particular uh, situation when the Romans destroyed Jerusalem and the Jews were scattered over the face of the earth, they had rejected his son. Previously, they'd rejected the prophets time after time. But God sent unto them his son and they rejected him. And they still do. Israel, Judah, back in the land since 1948, were, were allowed to form a state, the state of Israel. And uh, now there's 8 million people or more living in that fairly small land. And there is no acknowledgement of, uh, of God amongst the many of them. But there's no acknowledgement of those who do believe that God exists and believe he is the creator, that Jesus was uh, his son whom they rejected. So God is to bring judgments upon the earth. Now, very quickly, 
how is this going to happen? So what we're asking you to consider is that fulfilled Bible prophecy gives us confidence in respect to those prophecies, those other prophecies which are yet to be fulfilled. So what does God say is going to happen? Well, God is, first of all, going to bring judgment upon Israel for their behavior. That's the first thing that we can expect to happen. And, and we need to prepare ourselves before that happens on the earth. We believe that the judgment on Israel is going to come to pass through an invasion upon the land of Israel by a power described as a power from the north, and we believe that to be Russia. So watch out for that. Watch out for the build-up of, of, of Russian forces. They're already in Syria. They already have bases in Syria. And, and the invasion of the land of Israel is something they would deny now if they were asked. But they deny many things. And then later on, they you find that they um, do what they said they were not going to do. From this invasion, which is going to be pretty devastating on, on Israel, as, and, and that in, invasion, by the way, is described in the 38th chapter of Ezekiel, amongst other places. From that invasion, they are to be rescued. They are to be rescued by Jesus of Nazareth, the risen Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus, their Messiah, who is going to be sent to them to rescue them. And at that point, they will then acknowledge him for the first time in their history, and they will mourn for him. And, and Zechariah chapter, uh, chapter 12 tells us about that. Um, and chapter 14 also. So the next thing that Bible prophecy tells us will happen is that there will be a call to all the world, a call to the world that now Jesus of Nazareth is returned to the earth to fulfill the purpose of God. As we saw, God has a purpose. The call to the world will be to acknowledge him as king. And, and the book of Revelation and chapter 14 and verse 7 gives us the very words that will be proclaimed at that time. This is what they will be, be, be asked to do. And it's, it's called the everlasting gospel, the, the good news of the age to, to come. And it's going to go to every nation, every kindred, every tongue and every people. And this is what it will say. This is the text of, of this uh, of this good news. Fear God and give glory to him for the hour of his judgment is come and worship him that made heaven and earth and the sea and the fountains of waters. So they will need to acknowledge that God was the creator. He's the one that made everything and now through his son who is returned to the earth to be king, to execute righteous rule and judgment. Remember what Paul said when he was in Athens that he will judge the world in righteousness. If they would submit to him, then he will um, cause blessings to come upon them. But if they don't, as that verse in Revelation tells us, that he is coming to judge them. And so judgment on Israel, which has already taken place, will now be judgment on the Gentiles. And it will result in the, the situation where Jesus, 
will be the, the king of Israel when the judgment on the Gentiles has been executed. Of course, there will be many people on the earth who will submit to the rule of Jesus, who will survive some of these judgments that are to come and will enjoy the uh, blessings of the age to come when the Lord Jesus Christ will reign, as the Bible tells us, for 1,000 years. It's a wonderful hope that the Bible actually holds out for us. It's amazing. Uh, if only people would just spend a little bit of time to find out what God has in store for those that love him. And the Bible tells us very, very clearly that, that God is a, a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. So our hope is that you, like me, will try to put your uh, life in a, in a direction which is pleasing to God as best that you can, so that when that day that Jesus comes back to the earth to establish righteousness and to establish that rule and to bring about his judgments, we will be able to escape those judgments and enjoy the opportunity of being with him in that wonderful age to come. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us. We hope you found the episode helpful. Don't forget, most of these episodes are also available as videos on our video channel, cdvideo.org. So head over and take a look. If you have any comments or questions or suggestions, please get in touch or leave us a voice message. We love to hear your feedback. You can email us at btf at cdvideo.org. If you enjoyed the episode, then please share it with others. Until next time, may God bless you in your studies and your walk towards God's kingdom. Amen. Thank you.